Hello. Welcome Hi. to Drinks with Mom. Uh, welcome, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Mother, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Did thanks I have any Thanks for birthing choice? me, actually. Having oh, you literally. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that was, was, no, I won't say it was an error in my ways, but <laughs> it was a little bit sooner than I expected. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well. Dad uh, and I wanted to do some more rock and roll. Well, but... geez. We'll skip right over that. Um, welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Drinks with Mom, episode 60. Uh, uh, according to my calculator, 59. I birthed you. Oh, I'm wait. probably I right. I think you might be right. Oh, Uh-oh. everybody Uh-oh. hear that? Everybody hear that? Please hear I'm, it. I'm probably going to say that a lot because I just have, I think it's episode 60. So mom's right. It's only episode 59. We'll have to celebrate again next time. Well, Christmas one will be 60. 60th on Christmas. I know. Like, a lot of big things to celebrate today. Yeah, there is. The fact that I'm still living. Well, that's that's usually one. Hopefully you're going to yeah. be living for a while. Oh, thank you. Um, he loves me. So do you know what else we're celebrating today? I don't know, but there's a fluff on my mic. Just a, a We're, we're celebrating the fact that you're turning 40. Oh, you didn't have to say it. But yes, it's my. by the time this episode comes out, it will have just been my birthday. And that's a big right. One. Yes, more um, gray hair for me. And more for you. More for me. I'm going to be shorn. By the time that you'll see some photos, the goofy photos, but by the time the episode comes out, I will have been shorn. Uh, I've got a fancy appointment uh, to get, get myself uh, my hair cut and beard trimmed and whatever they oh, do. Oh, the manscaping thing. Well, or body I'm going for a haircut. From one end to the other. I don't know if they do that. That's uh, a different rate. A cut. Hushamong cut. Yeah. Is that that oh, the yeah. Tibetan thing? They're not going to miss anything. <laughs> it sounds like, sounds like the capital of Vietnam. All the crevices are going to be trimmed. Um, we'll stop there. I hope they're uh, pay- I hope Laura knows how much this is going to cost because there's a lot to deal with. Uh, yeah, well, they're going to get the heavy machinery out for a lot of it. <laughs> the old undercarriage, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, snow removal. Yes, it, is, it will be snow removal. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Speaking of my birthday, hang around to the end of the episode because I'm going to leave in some early bloopers from when we started recording today and just testing the equipment. And mom may or may not have realized she didn't have her headphones on. So stick around to the end for that. There's uh, days I regret the birth of this child. <laughs> you love me, darling. Oh, you do know that, right? We're going to be celebrating my birthday. Mm-hmm. We just passed the fourth anniversary of, of doing this, this program. Holy mackerel! Four years. I got a, I got a, one of those Facebook other? memories about the first anniversary celebration we did after the first year of our episodes, and that was back when we were doing them every two weeks. So that was a lot. Um, but that means it's been about four years since we first. I think October, November, four years ago was the first time we did an episode. Well, I remember you getting me kind of soused. And I went for a walk in one of the first episodes. The first episode. And I remember it wasn't me getting you kind of soused. Oh, it it was you had wine before we, we recorded. And then you went for a walk and we thought we'd have to go find you. So well, Never you, lost you've, my you've way. You've started behaving a little better since then. Well, <laughs> I've got no choice. You read me the right act all the time well, before. You know, someone's got to keep you in check. You know. So anyway, yeah. Birthday, yeah. fourth anniversary. So much going on. Oh, my God. It's, it's a wonderful episode to be alive you know oh it sure is but and it's a shock to the system we're here i'm gonna take a hair off your mic i know um, <laughs> we're we're here at your house your lovely home in pickering uh thank you and just for those listeners when i came in uh, my darling mother had set us up in a room different than we normally would use because she said she didn't want me sitting near the christmas decorations for my birthday episode because I guess as a kid, you guys didn't decorate for Christmas until after my birthday. That's right. And then now you've already started. 
That's so you, right. you wanted, but, but we've, uh, so when I, my back was turned, you, you hung up some happy birthday signs and you went out and got me a happy birthday hat. That's right. Uh, I know my place is, I, because I you do wine. It. Thank you very much, my darling mother. Oh, you're welcome, um, dearest son. So today I thought big anniversary, big birthday episode. I'm going to make this another excuse to do something I don't think you're going to like necessarily. <laughs> like I think last year we did scotch for the birthday episode. Um, but also, there was a time where every year, when we were doing it twice a month, mm-hmm. we had way more cocktails we were going through. So we were doing a Manhattan variation every anniversary. I think we did that a couple times. So I wanted to do that again because what we're having today actually makes a really interesting Manhattan. Oh. So it's been a while. It's been a couple of years since we did a Manhattan episode. I think it's time. And today, do you know what we're having today? Uh, you have mentioned something to me, but I, I really don't know. Muscal? Mezcal. Mezcal. See, I always say these yeah. things wrong. Yeah. No, well, that's fine. Mez. I mean, uh, we'll get to the Tanqueray pronunciation Mess with again. the cow? Yeah. You, mezcal. So, okay. So uh, mezcal is uh, Mexican. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an agave plant-based drink, just Ooh. like tequila. And, and in fact, we'll get into that a bit. <laughs> There's too many hairy things on mom's uh, I swear microphone. this is Paul's mic because, yeah. oh, it's covered in, you know, who jack of wiver pillars here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so let's let's start. We brought two different kinds of mezcal, two different brands. And so mezcal is basically, it's like a smoky tequila. Yeah. And we'll get into the inaccuracies of that statement, but um, start with that so you kind of understand what you're getting into. Because we did a tequila okay. episode last se- last season, I guess mm-hmm. we could say. And uh, this is different. Mezcal's got a bit of a smoke to it, and I quite like it. And we do have some traditional glassware, uh, copitas, mezcal copitas, which is like tiny cups. That's what that means. Um, They're little clay kind of bowl type cups that my lovely friends, Sean and Nora, got us as a housewarming. Um, And they brought us this mezcal that we're drinking. Um, So let's start. Can you pass me that that taller bottle, please? The taller one? Yeah. The one that's got great artwork on it? Yeah. So um, this is mezcal verde amaras, artisanal mezcal. From Oaxaca, Mexico. And I believe most of it is made in Oaxaca, um, just like the glassware. Um, so this one, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful, uh, wonderful illustration of a naked man on like a, on a griffin or some kind of bird with legs. And, yeah, it's, um, it's great, except he looks like he needs to go manscaping. Yeah, no. Just the way good, the artwork's done. I love, excellent. I love the artwork. Yeah. Very nice bottle. Yeah. And it's actually really nice, really nice mezcal. So let's have a sip. They're, they're in the, um, this one is in the traditional low kind of clay bowl copitas that they also got us from the cocktail emporium downtown. I love these. I think so this is cool. Cheers. Cheers. I've never seen anything like this. I like, it reminds me of a little tea light holder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah, there you go. Oh my God. Oh, oh, oh. You really are wanting me to miss Christmas. This is, this is the, the wiffle, wiffle maker, you know? Oh, it's more than a whiffler. So when we did tequila, the, the tequila we did was, uh, Clasa Azul, which is a very, very expensive, smooth tequila. Yeah. Um, that was, that bottle was like $300. Okay. Um, we didn't pay for it. It was a gift. No. Uh, but this bottle of Mezcal is about 60 bucks. And so that's, that's uh, the rain. Mezcal kind of starts around there in Canada. Um, and I find it, I like this quite a bit. I find it a very nice just sipping drink. I, Laura and I will have this. As you can see, the bottle is getting quite low because we've had it for a couple months now. And... Um, I like it on its own. Mm-hmm. It's smoky. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... So we'll get into that a little bit. Um, but we also brought uh, Sombra. If you can give me that bottle, please. Sombra. Was, was this bought from Sean Rankin? Uh, 
sorry, the the clear bottle, the Amaras, the Mezcal Verde Amaras, I think is that's that was Sean Rogan. Yeah. You can tell him he's brought me to my knees in pain. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is uh another artisanal mezcal, Sombra, uh, again from Awaka. Um and it's a beautiful this bottle. This is the one that my brother-in-law Mike likes quite a bit. He mm-hmm. actually has both of the both of these. And I I taste tested them at his place, his Halloween party. And I still like the um the other one. But they're both quite nice. So we have that in front of us as well in one of your little uh This was a wedding like gift. Like a clay clay cup. Yeah. Many, not, many moons not a ago. traditional copita like we have the other ones in. There's no smell. No smell. This one's interesting. It's quite nice. It burned. It's in my nostrils right now. I don't know if it's gone down my throat. <laughs> Trying them again together, I actually kind of, this would be normally one I would go for. Mm-hmm. This, um, it is darker tasting, a bit maltier tasting almost. Christmas Eve when the there snow's coming down. Christmas Christmas mezcal. Um, but yeah, and I like these little glasses, like the, the traditional copitas that we have for the other one, they're like a little clay bowl mm. and you're supposed to, it helps you get your nose kind of right in there to, <laughs> to smell it and, while you're tasting. But I think these, they're these, nifty. I don't know. What, what are these glasses for that you brought? I have a decanter with them. Yeah. And uh, I think six glasses. Those were from like, Debbie and Mike. like a port glass or like something. Yeah, whether they put wine in them years ago. There's a mm. stamp on the bottom. Once you empty yours, maybe you'll I'll see take it. take a look when I empty it. Yeah. You know? But anyway, so that's the Sombra. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so to make it a little more palatable for you, my darling mother. Oh, here it goes. I've made, uh, with Laura's help, a Mezcal Manhattan. Oh. And so that adds sweet vermouth, um, some orange bitters, and then some special whiskey cherries that we had from our friend Philip, who left them in our fridge. So we're eating them. Um, we've got them iceless in coops that you provided for us that I chilled in advance. There's Instagram stories about me making cocktails and spilling them all over your counter again. But anyway, so why don't we try the Mezcal okay. Manhattan now Alrighty. to give you a little bit of a flavor of what you can do with Mezcal and how it Cheers. affects a cocktail. Here's to you. Cheers. It's nice. Yeah. It's 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 a knicker remover. But it's still oh, to I me. I shouldn't have it, said that in front of my son. <laughs> oh, you've said worse. Uh, to me, this really tempers the Mezcal. Yeah. It smoothens it, but also it lets the smoky character come through. Takes it I, to another level. I think this makes a really nice Manhattan because normally you'd mm-hmm. use like a rye or a, a bourbon, mm-hmm. um, a type of whiskey in a Manhattan. But with the Mezcal, to me, that just, you get this smokiness, but you flatten it a bit, you smooth it out a bit with the vermouth and the bitters. And it just makes it just a nice, uh, robust drink though. Yeah, it takes, the smokiness actually is nice. It's, yeah. it's good to taste it. It, um, it is quite nice. Uh, you'll, I'll let everybody know in an hour if you put me back on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so to me, the, I really like this cocktail. We made one a couple nights ago just to test it to make sure it was going to be good for the podcast. And I'm happy we're doing this. This is one of my favorite drinks I think we've done. It's got a nice burn. Now, I love the, I like these little, what do you call these little coops or cups? Copita. Copitas? Yeah, it means tiny cup, I think. Tiny cup. Like me, tiny woman. Yeah. I'm a copita. You're but, a copita. You know. Yeah, you're but a But mom, I like mom-pita. how there's a bit of a ledge Mamita. you can, you can uh, put your hands on. Yeah, it's, they're very and nice. Very uh, nice little, I think these these were, they weren't, I don't think they were that cheap either. I think I, they're on the Cocktail Emporium website for like 16 bucks each. Oh, so, I don't imagine because they know. look like they're handmade. Yeah, like I think this is They're all different, right? The way that they used to do these, yeah. uh, the mezcal. Copitas, and they're different. Uh, traditionally with clay. You've got yeah. good friends. Who'd have thunk it? Um, but yeah, no, it's great. This is, um, I, I've come to really enjoy Mezcal. And I remember when, when we went to Mexico for a wedding, uh, we brought back some really smoky, nice, duty-free Mezcal. 
had the worm in the bottom and all this oh, touristy wonderful. stuff, but it was quite nice. Do you want a worm? I'm sure we <laughs> Yeah, go outside and get one. Um, I ate the worm. It was good. But uh, That's what's happened. <laughs> but yeah, and then so I, I think mezcal is one of those things that I could see just having around now. Uh, reading up on it, it is obviously most popular in Mexico and not nearly as popular in export as tequila, but um, it's grown a lot year over year in places like Japan and America which makes sense. Um, so it is kind of interesting that it's, it's, it's market share internationally is growing. Mm. But do you know anything about Mezcal? Not a darn thing. So what I learned, which I, I didn't quite realize, and I had to double check, but it's one of those, you know, like a bourbon or a scotch are both whiskeys, mm-hmm. but not all whiskeys are bourbon or scotch. You know what I mean? Like a, oh, right. You can get a scotch whiskey. A, you can get a scotch uh, whiskey, rye whiskey. You can get a rye whiskey, a yeah. bourbon whiskey, whatever. Yeah. Tequila is a mezcal. Oh. So not all tequila, not all mezcals are tequila, but all tequilas are a mezcal. Oh, wow. So a mezcal is basically, if it's made from the agave plant, it is a mezcal. But tequila, my understanding, and people can fact check me if they would like to, because that's helpful. Um, my understanding is tequila is specifically only made from the blue agave plant. No, whereas it- mezcal can be made of up to 50 different agaves. Isn't agave good for you? I, I, my, I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but maybe. Well, I'm sure I've read it somewhere. You, oh, you can read? Don't put me too close to this mic because it better not be your nose hairs. It's all over this <laughs> thing. That, that, I birthed you. That's so the I best guess case like scenario I, you know, for you. Like, I apologize. Like, you know, oh, no, that's all right. They're yours. <laughs> and they're probably mine too. Yeah. Some of them are pretty brutal. But yeah, so... Um, don't poke your eye out. <laughs> on your nose hairs. Uh <laughs> Mezcal is uh, is very interesting because yeah I didn't realize that it was the specification of it, of tequila being a blue agave makes it uh, tequila but it's still under the umbrella of mezcal hmm. and so mezcal gets that sweet uh, or is that smoky flavor um, because the agave hearts or or piñas or pits are burned um, and that's where the smokiness comes from they're almost like cooked and burned. Um, and that gets the, the smokiness um, that a tequila doesn't have, for instance. Tequilas can be smooth or harsh or or really flavorful, but they don't get this smoky, almost peaty scotch type flavor. Yeah. Um, and the mezcal gets that from burning the uh, agave heart or, or, or pit. Now, if I'm not mistaken, when we did a scotch, didn't you like a smoky, peaty scotch? I do, yeah. And I, I was not the, not into it as much. Same with Laura. I, the, the Isla scotches um, are peaty. That's the ground, the earth there that is on that island. And I really like those, but they're not for everybody. I know a lot of people who don't like those. Laura mm-hmm. likes a Highland scotch because it's much smoother. Yeah, I like smooth. Um, I'm all about smooth, eh? You I know? bet you are. You know, I've yeah, been smooth yeah. for years. Just smoothing my way along. That's you in a nutshell. <laughs> Oh, um, snorting too. Snorting, snorting your way along. Yeah, this is this is definitely one that would put you on your pan. It will, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's there's some interesting facts about this that I learned, and I won't go too deep into it because people can learn about this on, themselves on on Wikipedia, like I have. But um, so there's a famous saying that I like, and I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to say it in Spanish. You can why do not? it. It's, it's that kind of party. But a saying attributed to Oaxaca, the region. Regarding mezcal is para todo mal mezcal y para todo bien también y si no hay remedio litro y medio 
my Spanish is probably a little little off. But Sounds wonderful to me. What did it mean? So that means for all bad, mezcal. For all good as well. That's good. And if there is no remedy, liter and a half. Oh my goodness. So that will just take saying, you down the road. They're basically they're saying, you got <laughs> Go. a problem? Mezcal's the answer. You don't got a problem? Have some mezcal anyway. You got a problem with no solution? Have a liter and a half of mezcal. That's like the Portuguese hooch <laughs> dad used to bring home. That yeah, was a oh, cure-all yeah. for everything. Oh, it definitely was a Grandma cure-all on my Georgie, 21st birthday. Oh my gosh, she could down it like no tomorrow. Her, <laughs> her with Sean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, going back many that years was, ago. That was, that was a rough one, but mezcal... <laughs> rough one, yeah. Mezcal has its, uh, its flavor, its strength, and a nice profile. Um, but it's also very historic, mm-hmm. um, very regional. The agave tree only grows in certain areas. It's only becoming, mezcal is only becoming more internationally renowned. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really enjoying, I, one of my favorite drinks is I'll go to a cocktail bar in our neighborhood called the Argyle, which we'll take you there one He's day. He's been saying that for, they've been in that neighborhood <laughs> for what, a year now? It's open. I know. Um, but the, uh, I'll go to them and say, I really like a Boulevardier or Negroni, but let's do it with mezcal. Mm. And then they will pick the mezcal. Uh, then they'll change the Amaro. So maybe instead of a Campari, they'll do like a Luciano. And then the vermouth they usually have is, is nice as well. And then you've got yourself a party. That's a beautiful oh, drink. Wow. But this, this Mezcal Manhattan, this might be my new favorite because it's so simple to make too. Just the, the three ingredients, really. The cherry is kind of optional. Some people do, I guess, like a, a lemon or orange zest. Yeah, I was thinking um, that would be nice, an orange cherry, zest. Yeah. Now, we've stepped it up a notch because we like the soda maker. I mean, I mean, we were just rye and water, but now like we get into that soda maker you gave me, you and Lauren yeah. gave me for my birthday and... Dad gets that thing going. Yeah. You know, if we push the button right way and it doesn't spill all That's over the it. counter, so we're streams. doing good. Um, but the, uh, I think normally I would try, there would be a segment where I do the does it soda. Um, I don't know that a, a Mezcal Manhattan is going to soda. It no. would just be, at that point, it would just be vermouth, bitters, and soda, yeah. which you can do. Um, and it might taste fine, but... It, you're going to lose the point of the mezcal in that scenario. Mezcal probably mezcal and soda would be interesting though, but well, that's a different. I have to day. tell you, I'm getting the vapors. It's like a woman going through the change. Oh yeah, it's I think just you've gone through a couple changes uh, in your life at this point. A few of these haven't swigs, you? I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, I got the sweaters. The sweaters, and I'm wearing a sweater. That's a different one. Um, so uh, I wanted to touch back on last episode because we got some some talk there mm. about. So we were we were talking about alcohol guidelines things yes. like that oh yeah and uh so our i'm gonna call her our official uh drinks with mom japanese correspondent our japanese favorite japanese listener yes. Kiko. she and i were talking on instagram uh, at drinks with mom and uh about guidelines and so i was asking if any of our listeners wanted to comment on the local guidelines in their country for alcohol and the way she phrased it was very interesting in japan that um they don't really give you numbers like we do um, they basically just kind of caution you against over drinking, over consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of just point to um, UK and US guidelines. Basically, don't overdo it. Don't binge drink. It's here are the effects on your health. Um, and look at these places kind mm-hmm. of thing. So that was interesting to me. And she said there's actually been a decline in younger people, millennials and younger not drinking, a decline in alcohol consumption in younger people. She, but anyway, she said at one point there might have been even um, a plea from in Japan to get younger people drinking just for the sake of the economy kind of thing. Well, that's true. Which is it's interesting here thinking about how in Ontario, Canada, the, um, 
the the government is the purveyor of most of the alcohol. Yes. So like if, if everyone stopped drinking, they'd lose a bunch of revenue. Um, so basically that led me to look into uh, UK and America for their guidelines. Um, do you have any guesses on what the U- UK and, and US guidelines well, are? Well, they're both, both relatives. We have relatives from the UK. Um, nobody in America that I know of, but we have friends. Yeah. I would think their standards are higher than ours. Like they're not tight. They're looser than ours, I should say. And actually we're basically all the same. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And we're I wonder all bad. if we're that's all kind heathens. of in cahoots. Like, so the U.S., and like the CDC and the, um, the, I found a couple different UK government sites that both referenced not having more than 14 units of alcohol a, mm-hmm. a week for a man. And I think the U.S. was seven units of alcohol yeah. for a woman. And I think Canada was 10. Yeah. Um, and U.K. was in and around there. Um, so basically, we're all similar for the upshot, the, the higher level on the male side. They all also agree not having more than a couple drinks a day for anybody. Right. And I think, I think even the U.S. Or, or U.K. defines binge drinking as um, no more than, I think it was like more than five drinks in a two-hour period for a man. Which is a lot. Five mm-hmm. drinks in two hours. I mean, I know in my heyday, I've probably done some dumb things in university or whatever, but like... Never heard a lot, them. A lot of consumption, you know? Anyway, we'll close the book on that for now because I just wanted to con- confirm or, or reach back because mm-hmm. we did talk about that a lot yesterday. Yesterday. La- last episode. This is too many days. He's already fried his brain cells. I'm seeing you tomorrow too, so it's too much. Oh, love you too. <laughs> but yeah, we did talk about guidelines. Yeah. Last... we. We did talk about guidelines last episode, so I wanted to kind of loop back on that because Akiko and I were talking on Instagram. And yeah, it seems like a lot of the major countries, or at least a couple of our, our neighbors, um, have similar guidelines. So around 14 or less for a man, 10 or less or 7 or less for a woman. And uh, all of them agree no more than a couple days a week of drinking in general and no more than a couple drinks in each of those sessions. Right. Um, so that's it in terms of where we stand now. I'm I'm curious if Canada will try to change based on some of these studies, but you never know. Anyway, if oh. your country that you are in, I'm not you, mother. I know where you are. Hopefully, you <laughs> do too. If the country you are in, as a listener, has different guidelines or something interesting about this, get in touch with us. Yeah, and where would that be, mother? Drinks with mom podcast at gmail dot com. Boom. Look at that. Look at that. I just rhymed that right off. At this point, it's become like a hypnotic suggestion. I say it and you kind of go into a trance. Well, I do. Only because I was on a vision or had something in my head to say. And you know me, if I don't say it right away, it's like gone. I peed it out. And I don't want to do that (laughs) sitting here. You see a doctor about that. (laughs) No, like we were recently at a party a few weeks ago and I was really, it was really different because more people were watching what they drink. Mm -hmm. There was one drink, a lot more sparkling waters. Uh, we talked about the non-alcoholic options that were out. And I did get pleasantly, you know, there was one I was looking at trying and somebody said they tried it and they really liked it. So there are options I'm looking at buying over the holidays. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, interesting. One thing I've been thinking about too, though, is... Oh, he's thinking again at 40. God help <laughs> us. Thank you. Well, last episode we did non-alcoholic gin. And uh, there was a non-alcoholic mezcal I could have bought today in our local market in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it was cheaper. Mezcal is about 60 bucks plus, like I said. And the, the non-alcoholic mezcal is mom winces as she has a sip of her drink. Oh, no, that's a hair again. It's a hair again. <laughs> um, but the non-alcoholic mezcal uh, was cheaper than regular mezcal. Oh, really? But it seems like 
It seems like non-alcoholic bottles are around 40, 40 plus dollars. Yes, they are. But to me, I wanted to do something in, a, in the podcast going forward where, and we didn't do this last week or last episode, that I ask at the end of the episode, would you drink this again? Would you seek this out again? I think that's an important metric. I do. For me personally, everything we're doing today is a yes a thousand times. I love Mezcal. This Mezcal Manhattan might be my new favorite. I'm in. But last episode with the non-alcoholic gin, I would probably say no. I don't think I would seek that out again. I wouldn't buy it. If someone offered one to me because they had one or they were making one, certainly. But I'm not going to... It wasn't something I'd go out of my way. If I'm going to not have an alcoholic beverage, I will have soda water or water or mm. even one of the, the non-alcoholic Heinekens that we tried that I right. liked. But how about yourself? I really enjoy the non-alcoholic gin, and that's why I bought it because I had tried it. Okay, no, that's and very I really fair, yeah. liked it. But I also agree. I have tried some of the non-alcoholic wine, and I think why bother? Just drink. Um, I made a drink a couple of weeks ago that was really good, no alcohol. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I figure go that route. Yeah, know? I think maybe what you hit on there is is a good point, and we could try some of this where it's not necessarily like we're trying to mimic alcohol. No, but maybe we do these amazing people do mocktails yes. that are just really ornate, wonderful, flavorful drinks that aren't alcohol and they're not trying to be something. So maybe we could do something like that if people have good recipes for like their favorite non-alcoholic drink that isn't just a pretend gin and tonic. Yes. And what I want to know though is low sugar because a lot of yeah. the ones that are yeah. really good have a lot of sugar in them. That's and that's very fair. another yeah. silent killer. Oh yeah. yeah. It's not even you that know? silent. No. I mean, everybody is saying cut your sugar and we're heading into a season about sugar and alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's funny because the, I was going to say for Christmas we could do a, a hot buttered rum. Um, and yeah, that's but all be... bets are off until January. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I think we agree there. So yeah. um, as of right now, how are you feeling about Mezcal as a yes or no again? I probably, I wouldn't go out and buy it. Yeah. I, I would drink it on your dime, but, <laughs> but not because it's not something that I would say, I would rather you just make me a Manhattan. I, I like trying this. Mm. I like the story behind it. So you'd like it. A, a regular Manhattan. A regular Manhattan. I always love it when Paul, if, if I'm so fortunate to have him either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day night, and we'll often sit and you'll make me a concoction. You'll mm. run downstairs to the cold cellar and grab different things and make me something really interesting. And we sit and we'll talk and have the fire on. And that's what I like. I don't necessarily know what we're drinking, but I like the combinations. This, um, I think this will put me on my pan. <laughs> you know, which might be where people want me. Is putting you on your pan a momism for like I'm on dead. your butt? Oh, I'm on my butt and I'm gone like okay. you know, like no tomorrow. You no no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. No dinner um, for you tonight. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's fair that you wouldn't seek this. You wouldn't buy no. mezcal. Whereas to me, this is gonna be in my rotation. I don't have a lot of I try not to have a lot of bottles on the bar at home these days. We don't drink a lot at home. No. Um it's all about here. So, oh sorry. <laughs> yeah. But we like, it's a social thing. I like yeah. to go out to my local cocktail bar or have a drink with Laura somewhere. But at home, it's, it's, it segues into a whole thing that I have, I've been learning about recently about how your environment, yes. you can set up your environment for success or failure. And half of what you need to do in, in, your, in your life or your goals is let your environment do your work for you. Mm -hmm. So like, I think one of the quotes, there's a guy that I, I follow on YouTube called Struthless. And he's, I think he's um Australian artist i might be getting that wrong but he does great cartoons and, and tattoo oh, designs neat. kind of stuff but he has all these these uh 
videos about productivity and wellness and, and mental health and whatever. And one of the things he had a, a video on recently was the environment and how it, it can really have an impact on you. And that's like your number one best defense for getting things done or starting or productivity, your environment should be fighting for you. So the idea of, um, I think I can't remember who said this first in his video, he talks about it, but, uh, it's really easy to have no chips. It's very hard to have one chip. Yes, true. So the idea is if you have no chips in your house, you'll have no chips. Mm -hmm. If you have chips in your house, you won't just have one chip. Oh God, no. So I guess with, with alcohol, I sometimes think of it similarly. I, we actually, we have a bunch of alcohol in our bar right now and I don't gravitate toward it, but I, I have refound in our new home, which is bigger than our old home. I have gotten out all the childhood Lego recently. Oh, I wanted to take you to Legoland for your birthday. You should. That, that and that, would be Because that's something dangerous... I wanted to do. I thought we could have a lot of fun, but yeah. but you are kind of booked up. So we might have to do that in January, hey, right? I'm, which I'm, is a quiet you, time. You book a day. I'll make it and happen. And then you and I can go to Legoland and yeah. I can chase you through Legoland <laughs> and, and we can pretend, well, you the, know, that so we're the, there together. The environment thing. <laughs> Right now, I've poured all the all the like childhood '80s Lego yeah. in the middle of our living room. It's just everywhere. So now, every time I'm trying to do something productive, the Lego's just staring at me, like "Come build me," and I end up just walking over there like a zombie and doing it. And it really does speak to setting up your environment to help you succeed or not. Mm -hmm. So, like to me, if I have a book on my nightstand, I'm probably more likely to actually read it than if I had to go and get it. Oh, I'm like that. If yeah. I have to get up to get it, like look out. Well, that's everybody, right? You know? I don't think that's just you. Um, but yeah, so you you nodded really quickly when I brought this up. Do you have a, a similar, um, have you heard about this recently or something? About? Like your environment or like setting up yourself for success that way? Oh, yeah. Like I love, uh, well, there's so many things I love to do, but I, I have to do it. And then I feel good. You know, like I'm doing a puzzle right now. I haven't done a jigsaw puzzle in years. I've wanted to. Yeah. But it's like, get off your butt, get the puzzle, get it set up. And then, but the problem is I won't do anything after that. I'm yeah. doing that puzzle. Don't ask me and to do anything. And what is a puzzle but adult Lego, really? It is. It's, it is like but adult Lego. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I, it's less fun. Well, I had a Lego. I remember being a child and my parents buying me the first Lego. And there was the house on the front of the okay. box. Yeah. And I so wanted to make that. Yeah. But your Uncle Colin would make that house way faster than yeah, I. Yeah. And I'd be like, whose present is this? Because there's like nine <laughs> years difference, right? Yeah. And he made my Lego house before oh, me. Oh, I never I recovered from that. Well, we'll go to Legoland together. Let's yeah, do that. Yeah, we're going. January, we're going to do Legoland. Let's go, why wait? Let's go like next week. You know how busy I am? Oh, that's <laughs> I can't it. fit See? your birthday in. Exactly. No, <laughs> no, no, we'll, no. We'll plan a Legoland. It might be too busy for you right now that you might get lost. Oh, and I, you I'll might not get to play with the toys you want to. Well, no, to. I'm making a list of all the parts I'm missing from my childhood. To build oh, the here things, he goes so. <laughs> again. He accuses his sister all the time of taking all the little if pieces. If you happen to find a tire, I'm, I'm missing a particular tire that would really help me out. Well, it might be in the Christmas stuff. So when I unpack the Christmas okay. stuff. Thank you. You're spoiled. Um, okay, so... This is, we've, we've, we've gone too far. We've, we've, we've gone on a tangent a lot. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to do? Did you want to do a toast and roast? You don't oh, have yeah, to? I'm ready to. Okay, I well, am so up. ready to roast today. I'm frosted. <laughs> it sounds like you've got something in your craw. Well, there's always stuff growing in my craw. Oh, did I say growing? <laughs> no, I mean, in yeah, my you craw. You should get that checked out. So let's get into <laughs> toast and roast. A segment where we let mom get on her soapbox and just go nuts. Whatever she likes, whatever she doesn't like. She just has a moment to let loose. Here it is, toast and roast. Well, 
I know we're all tired of hearing about what's happened in the past few years, and we're moving on as far as COVID. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. You oh. know, and people are, are scared. People are People were scared, and they are scared again. But nothing bugs me more than when I'm leaving, and this has been happening quite a bit, where I'm going into a store, and I always will hold the door ajar for somebody. But when that person nearly comes up my rear end, because <laughs> they don't want to touch that door, I'm like, hoy. Like, step back a bit. I will hold the door for you, but don't be rude and nearly send me flying because you don't want to touch the door because you think there's hoobie-goobies on it. So, you know, buddy, the person that did it to me today, you touched me and I might be full of germs. So (laughs) now what are you going to do? Oh, That's me. I am like ticked. No, I am. This has happened to me quite a bit with the holiday season happening. Just to to reiterate, so I don't don't think this is specifically a pandemic problem but so you're holding the door for someone yeah so when i walk through i'll keep it ajar for the person coming behind me um and so that they can come through and hopefully grab it well they ain't grabbing it oh so they're just sidling through before it closes oh yeah and they're sidling through on top of me yeah okay so this this is something i think i've said it's not just pandemic no we might have we might have touched on this years ago as well but i i completely agree you're you're doing a nice thing you're trying to hold the door for them yeah and then you let it, you hang it open for them enough, and instead of doing any effort, they just kind of slither through. They so do. It, so they don't have to touch it, but it shuts on the next person probably, and also they're bumping into you on the way out because yeah. they're trying so hard. And this has happened quite a few times in the last few weeks, and honestly, I almost turned around and knocked somebody's lights out, and I turned around and went, oh, oh, better not hurt them. <laughs> but um, I, I will hold the door for anybody. I don't, I don't have any problems with that. But if you don't have the decency, and a lot of times I won't, it's a younger person and it's like they can't even put their elbow out, you know, to grab the door. Instead, they're almost pushing me through the door so they can get through the door so they don't have to touch it. Oh, human shield. There you go. I should yeah. have thought of that. You know, like. Use my mom as a human shield. Yeah. And I'm getting old and I bruise easily. <laughs> That's so good to know. That, I know maybe this is whiny, but I just feel, no, no, no. let's remember our manners. I know we're all still, we're entering into really our first holiday season where, I mean, again, they're saying, you know, maybe wear a mask, whatever, but let's remember our manners. Yeah. I think, I mean, like I said, I think this is, this predates the pandemic. And I, do, I also think it predates young people. <laughs> I don't know that it's just, Mm-mm. in my experience... It's not just young people, yeah. really. I shouldn't, I shouldn't qualify or just, yeah. it's people in general. Uh, it's certain people, yes. certainly, yeah. I think yeah. you're right, though. It's, it's annoying. You're, you're, doing, you're doing bare minimum, just, just nice courtesy by holding yeah. it open. And the, the old slither through, yeah. uh, it just is almost like, a, okay. Um, like you slither through and I'm still holding the door. Like there's something wrong with that picture. I don't know whether there's something wrong with me, but that, we could get into oh, that. Oh, that's a different episode. But, there's you know, you're just you. trying, you were brought up. You know, when you go through, don't let the door shut on somebody. Yeah. But yeah. when the person nearly, their par- parcel nearly comes up your yin-yang. <laughs> their parcel nearly comes up your yin-yang. Then they have a problem and you have a problem too. You both got problems. You're all in the same clinic. Oh, geez. I don't want to go to that clinic. Um, okay. So you're roasting this this breach of etiquette. Yes. Uh, like, smarten up. What are you toasting? Anything? I'm toasting my darling son. And I know I wouldn't normally, but after all, he is turning 40. And it's hard to believe because when I look in the mirror, I see this young chick looking back at me. And then I look at my son. (laughs) No, I identify as a man. No, no, no. I think you should be. You're 40 years old and you have not yet. 
Oh, see, he has to interrupt me all the time. Now, why should I toast him? I should be roasting him I for I thought you were going to roast arrogance. and toast me both ways. But. Well, I was nearly ready to roast you earlier because I was going to thump you. <laughs> but I'm going to toast you because you are a fine human being. Oh, You're mother. very caring and kind to everybody. And you go out of your way to do things for other people. Well, I appreciate that. And you were an easy birth. Oh, you know, I it, right it was kind of rough. Well, you kind of <laughs> did. And I really didn't deserve to have, you know, you just drop out. But, you know, I was terrified. Childbirth terrified I me. I bet. I can only imagine. But I um, I think you deserve a great roasting. I'm, your dad and I are very proud toasting. of you. You're oh, me. I'm sorry. We can't roast. We're toasting you. can roast you. me after again no. if you want. Toast you because you are, you, we're both very proud of you. And I think this deserves to be said to the world of listeners that we have. Wow. You know? I appreciate that. International yeah. listeners, people yeah. that don't know us personally no, are hearing my you, mother praise me. You are very good to me. So oh, wow. I, I appreciate it. And he does edit this out because there are some kerfuffles. Well, both you of know, us. You know, not from me. Both I mean. we, we, we kerfuffle all the time. <laughs> but um, no, honestly, I think you need to be roasted because you deserve toasted, it. Toasted, Oh, for toasted. God's sake, can we... It's Freudian slip again. It's you keep, this you're darn, what do you me. call this stuff? Muscal. There's no you. It's not musk. Oh, musk or mescal. Mess. Mess. Yeah, it's mezcal. a mess. It's oh, a that tr- reminds me. Uh, Tanqueray last week. Uh, your, your pal, one of our favorite listeners, Karen... Oh, chimed in on uh, she chimed in on Instagram to say she also mispronounced Tanqueray all the time. So See, she's such a good you're friend. You're not alone. And we're going out next week. We're going to paint the town red. You do well, that. we're going to paint somebody's town red. You but. come. Oh, geez, that sounds weird. You you but come back with stories for the next episode. And um, yeah, so she got your back right away. That's my girl. Tanqueray didn't give us any love on social. Well, but you know they got too much money. Fever yeah. tree. Well, you know, Fever Tree is just a class act. Fever Tree, I think they, they shared, uh, they reposted one of our stories where I was making the cocktails and I right. tagged Fever Tree. So good for them. It's a, it's a low bar, you know, just sharing no, something when still, you've been tagged. But it, it doesn't but, you know, matter. It makes us feel good. Yeah, and Fever Tree really is a good product. Anybody who hasn't tried it, go for it. I don't expect anything from this episode no. in terms of that because these brands are, well, maybe, you never know. They don't need us. We are using Dolan Vermouth today, which is fancier than i would normally martini vermouth is usually the one you can get locally <laughs> pretty easily what we have I it's think. cheaper it's it's usually more plentiful but dolan is is a little nicer yeah if they're both nice especially in a mix we should do an entire episode in vermouth on vermouth well you said that before so you see he is turning 40 and he's losing his memory already well we should do an entire his episode mama on caught him. because Yippity-doo-dah. there's you can you can have it on its own it's so nice no, anyway. I, I don't think have we ever done it on its own. So no, that might be something we that should. we can do. We got a many things we're gonna do. A many, a many, many things. But I would like our listeners, all those listeners out there, you know, just to message Paul and oh. say, Happy birthday. Well, you know, he's would, he's a pretty good young man. I'm a pretty good young you know, man. Pretty good old I man. I birthed them. You know, there's a little I twist and that. you know, slide in it, but Oh jeez. Okay, we're <laughs> he getting turned too out far. really well. <laughs> Changing the subject. Well, I mean you know, I'm here today. We're doing our um, our episode. It's you guys are coming over tomorrow to Hamilton. Yeah, we are. For, but for it's going to be so much fun. With we're Lindsay gonna, and the boys. Yeah, it's going to be fun. You get to see my nephews and yeah. and the whole crew. And uh, but you know, we're here today partially to change our winter tires because we forgot to do that. It's earlier. all about something about him. And it's just you know, whenever uh, <laughs> I think about you know, at home, I'm a capable man. I can problem solve. I can do things. I can I can do physical things or or all the usual stuff that you're supposed to be able to do, I can do a lot of that. But then whenever I get near my mom and dad, I just become this like, oh, mom, how do I do this? Oh, dad, how do I... Like changing the tires today, dad basically held my hand. He's he's not feeling well. No, you know, he's, he's not. He, 
we Laura and I did the the bulk of it. We wouldn't let him move a tire. No. But but you know, it's like I keep having to ask him, Oh, when do I do this again? Or how do I do this again? And it's like if I were at home by myself, I could probably figure most of this out. But because I'm near my mummy and daddy, <laughs> I just you know, you guys have such so much knowledge and, and support and always have that I'm just almost beholden to asking your help you know well that's so nice now i'm going to be weepy but i I think it's a very good family we we support each other we're not perfect but we all work there together close enough dang right we are yeah well on that note we should probably happy birthday honey well happy early birthday happy fourth anniversary podcast oh my goodness that's yeah happy fourth anniversary happy happy birthing day happy well that's true (laughs) i remember it well you never get over that i don't i don't think you ever get over it well so i think i'm firmly (laughs) in the camp of mezcal's a go for me again yeah you said i'm in the trial run yeah only on paul it wouldn't be something that i i think i don't want to discredit anybody i think they have a fantastic product all these products are wonderful it doesn't have to be for you it's just it's a bit strong for this young woman but i like the idea that and the episodes will end with would we do this again yeah personal preference yes or no we don't have to we're not these brands they're not our friends. Yeah. They don't, it doesn't matter. It's just a, a personal thing. A million people in the world are going to have mezcal. It just because you say no doesn't mean anyone else is going to stop. Well, yeah, they haven't met me yet. I just want to <laughs> thank them for their shapely bottles. Shapely bottles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Sombra bottle is very nice. They're beautiful But also the, uh, the Amara bottle is a very nice, simple yes. design. And the illustration is beautiful. And people, but... don't waste your bottles. You can buy the cutest little lights to go in them that has a little <laughs> cork and light up the world. Enjoy. That's it. Cheers. Okay, so any any parting words for the November soon-to-be Christmas people? Oh, just relax. You know, watch it when you go through a door. Don't slam it on somebody else. <laughs> and don't But don't remember, to this is a really rough time in retail. People are struggling out there that work behind the counter, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you're in front of the counter or behind the counter. Treat everybody the way you want to be treated. Good but point. But enjoy. I appreciate that, Mom. Thanks again for having me. You're We're going to have a bit Birth of the crockpot chili. Thanks for birthing oh, me. Yes. And uh, thanks to everyone for sticking around this long because... As the music plays out, I'm going to play Mom Forgetting She Had Her Headphones Not On. Oh, I'm going to brat. He's a brat. <laughs> now I am really roasting him. We'll see you for episode 61, the Christmas episode. Good night. Cheers. Good night. Hello, Mother. How are you? I'm good, but we can't. This isn't on. Uh, it is. But just, just can't hear you. I can't hear you through the mic, though. No, but I can't. That sounds fine. Working it out. Okay. Snippy okay. with me early. Look at this is you start. Wor- I'm saying it's working. Uh-huh. It's recording. Prove it. You just can't hear yourself. No. But I can hear more of you than I, I need. I can hear you, but not through the mic like we would normally, like yeah, an I echo. Know. That's what we're working. Will you stop getting so? You're God, you're like you're your up, uncle calling at times. Craw. Nobody's up your craw. You're you should be so right lucky. Up my craw. You should be so lucky. <laughs> Cripes. Maybe that would have fixed you right at the birth. You really do need to do those brows. You got my brows. Well, well, maybe can you hear yourself now? Are you happy yet? No, I'm still not here. I can hear myself, but not through the mic. You don't have your headphones on. Oh, sugar balls. <laughs> 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 Could have told me. Oh, now I hear oh, I'm, myself. I'm keeping that. That's going in the episode. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, that's better. Isn't it? Isn't it's, it? it's amazing when it's, the, when when the headphones are... go on. It's really amazing oh. what you can do.